You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything. Conversations with the icons of our time. How do you live with this? How does a guy who's not a genius, how does a guy who's just uh, living his life as a Vegas magician uh, uh, live as an atheist? Magician and atheist Penn Gillette. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. I suppose there are many reasons that someone may be an atheist. For Penn Gillette, the taller half of the Penn and Teller duo, his atheism results from what he frames as a vigorous intellectual exercise. Now, as a youth, he read his Bible, but ultimately rejected it because it was illogical and flawed. Gillette does not revel in his atheism, however, wearing it instead as one aspect of a multifaceted personality. His 2011 book was called God No. And he and I had a chance to sit down and chat about it. So here now from 2011, Penn Gillette. I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly why you wrote this book. Clearly, it was not to convert the washed masses. You're not, I don't feel, feel like you're defensive about being an atheist. What was your motivation? Oh, I don't know. I, I think my motivation was uh, how much I like uh, people who proselytize. I really like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I really like um, fundamentalist Christians. I believe that the uh, the marketplace of ideas really matters. And I love the fact that uh, the more you talk about your ideas, the more they're questioned and the more other people question them. I don't believe in trying to change minds, but I believe in telling the truth as you see it. And those are very slightly different things. But uh, the, the distinction is important to me. And after doing uh, bullshit for eight years and uh, dealing with a lot of the uh, skeptical and indeed atheist issues on, on bullshit and seeing people uh, – right in with really nice comments, you know, about how they disagreed, but uh, liked the passion, uh, liked the comedy, and uh, liked seeing that. There were just certain things that seemed more suited to a um, to a little bit longer form than a, than a half-hour TV show with a lot of tits and motherfucker. I did wonder if maybe you just got tired of people saying, how come you're an atheist? Oh, that happens. You know, that's a little bit of it, although that's been... Uh, it's been so long, you know, it's been so long that I've been uh, been an atheist. Uh, I wrote a novel called Sock that kind of dealt uh, pretty specifically with how uh, how an atheist uh, deals with death of a loved one. I wrote it after my mom and dad died. Um, but this is, uh, you know, probably a little more informed by having children. You know, I, I wanted very much... Uh, to write down what I was feeling about the universe when my children were young. So when my children are older, if, if they get a chance, they get a chance to read this. It's nice. Uh, and I also, I write constantly. Um, even though I'm doing shows in Vegas all the time and traveling all the time and doing shows and TV shows, I just write constantly. So the stuff that uh, is in this book uh, is not stuff primarily that was written for this book. It's stuff that is just written and on my computer all the time. The amount of material in this book is probably the amount, the amount that I write every two or three months just for myself. My own personal measure of a 
good book is if I have to put it down and think about what the author just said every now and then. And I had many of those times in this book. One time in particular, as you talk about death, is when you said that being an atheist actually comforted you when you were faced with death. Oh, I think it's I think it's hugely comforting. Uh, I I don't even understand the other point of view. It's so hard when people say that uh, religion is, is 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 a comfort in a time of a death of a loved one. Um, I am a uh, a mama's boy, uh, always have been. Uh, I guess you could also say daddy's boy. Uh, I don't know anyone who uh, loved their parents more than me. A lot of people who tie me. A lot of people who tie me, but no one that beats me. I mean, uh, that's the thing with best. Thousands can be best. It's the better that's the question. Um, they were perfect parents. Uh, my dad got never got the memo that dads aren't supposed to give unconditional love. He did. And I was very close to my mom. Uh, I often felt, and it's what Teller often says, that we were the same person. My mom and I were so similar, it was ridiculous. And I was very, very close to her. And when she died, I don't know how I could have stood it if I believed that an omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent being had chosen uh, for my mother to die paralyzed, and in a huge amount of pain, and take her away from me after 45 years. The idea that uh, if I believed in prayer and believed that I hadn't prayed enough or people didn't love my mom enough or that my love was not pure enough for my mom or that there was some reason, however incomprehensible, for her suffering, I think I would have gone mad. I don't know how you can believe that there is a being that has control of the universe, and then deal with anything bad that happens. Do you know how many good, devout Christians I've spoken to and met over the years who, in a time of crisis, say those same things at the moment of crisis? So, they, they wonder, how did God let, how did the God I've served all, life, all my life let this happen? Exactly. And bad things are going to happen. Um, you know, and believing that it's random uh, allowed the love that I have had and have for my mother to be um, to be real and complete and full and forever and allowing allows my missing of her to be complete and full and amazing and forever uh, without there being some sort of spook show. After this short break, Penn Gillette talks about the gotcha question he once faced. Start your day with Now I've Heard Everything. We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe now so you'll have something fresh to listen to and get your day going. Now back to my 2011 conversation with Penn Gillette. I was asked a question by a, uh, by a crazy person who was interviewing me who said to me, um, you know, do you still talk to your mom? It was some sort of a trap he was setting. Like if I said that I still felt the presence of my mom in my heart, then aha, you're now, uh, you're now a Christian, even though you claim to be atheist. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. 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 And, um, I don't talk to her. Uh, 
Or I guess, you know, uh, the old joke goes, you know, talking to the dead is easy. It's getting them to answer. That's the hard part. Um, but I do believe, you know, whenever we talk to anyone, we keep a map in our heads of who that person is. You know, and you assume with a stranger that it's someone that's read the New York Times. You know what I mean? You just have, this is the amount of Shakespeare they know. This is the amount of Bob Dylan they know. This is the amount of Beyonce they know. And then you adjust that map as you talk to them. So whether you footnote a hard rain's going to fall, you know, whether you footnote to be or not to be depends on the reactions you've gotten earlier. And those maps for people that you love and have spent a lot of time around become very, very accurate. So when you're talking to somebody you've known for 30 years, you talk in a real shorthand. You know what I mean? You can just say Droog and bring up Clockwork Orange because you know that they know that. You can say, you know, Absolute fucking Illinois right and know that that references a road trip you took at one particular time through a, through a drive-in at a McDonald's. You know, all of that stuff becomes shorthand. And with somebody uh, like my dad or my mom, uh, 45 years of my life, the first 45 years of my life, were spent with them. Not one day in the first 45 years of my life did I not communicate with my mom and dad. When I was in China, when I was in India, I had to get to a phone and make that phone call and then act because I'm from New England like I hadn't really tried to get to the phone. Oh, I just happened to be near a phone. Your number just happened to be dialed. So how are you doing today? And then we would say next to nothing. You know, three-minute conversation. How's China? Well, people are a lot shorter than me. I figured they would be. Goodbye. Um so I have this very, very elaborate map of my mom and my dad in my head. And there's two levels of that. One is the level you call love, and one is the intellectual level. I just have a lot of information. I have a lot of stories. I, I've heard her voice a lot of times. And when I'm trying to make a difficult decision, which I, which I often am with two young children, you always are, I do have virtual conversations with my mom. I don't in any way pretend that I'm really communicating with her, but I'm communicating perfectly with the map I had with her. And consequently, I get advice from my mom and dad all the time, even though they've both been dead more than 10 years. Well, all right. And I'm not trying to give you a gotcha question, but does that rule out a belief in ghosts and spirits and goblins and all kind of stuff? That does not rule out a belief in that, but a lot of other things do. Uh, I don't think there are any uh, ghosts or goblins. You know, we'd have to see a little bit of evidence, just one small piece of evidence. And if you uh, hang out with um, James Randi and the Skeptic Society, and which I do, and you uh, go through a lot of this examination, you do go in with an open mind. You start with an open mind. But after a certain amount of time, even though if evidence hits you in the face, you change your mind, you're not really on the edge of your seat waiting for it. I mean, uh, uh, I would be blown away to see some evidence of the supernatural. I, that would be really, really exciting, but I'm, I'm not really expecting it. I'm guessing as people thumb through your book in the store, they're going to say, they, oh, the death part and the ghost part, things like this. But what in the world does the vomit comment have to do with this? What does is, what is the bathhouse have to do with this? What does is, what is the Jill Jet have to do with all this? You tie this all together somehow. Somehow, somehow. Uh, well, you know, uh, if you want to have a real scientific view of, um, of uh, atheism, you're going to go with Richard Dawkins. There's no doubt about that. If you want a, um, a historical, learned, philosophical 
point of view, you're going to go with Christopher Hitchens. You cannot beat that. Uh, if you're going to go with a, um, with a, uh, kind of a um, psychological point of view, you're going to go with Sam Harris, a didactic point of view. You're going to go with Sam Harris. If you want personal historical, you're going to go with Ian Hirsi Ali. That's where you're going to go for all of that. Uh, what you're going to come to me for is a goofball point of view. You know, how do you live with this? How does a guy who's not a genius, how does a guy who's just, uh, living his life as a Vegas magician, uh, uh, live as an atheist? And I compare, you know, I use a lot the Garth Brooks theory. You know, um, Garth Brooks is a country western singer who is secular. He does not do gospel. He does not do hymns. He does not sing exclusively in churches. He's on the radio. He's on the Grand Old Opry. He's on stage in Vegas. How often does he speak of his relationship with Christ? And how often does he speak of his Christianity? And how often does he speak of prayer? Turns out that in a two-hour show, he mentions it once or twice. Um, in our show in Vegas, the, uh, the atheism is mentioned once or twice. And occasionally the country Western people who have beliefs will put out a book that talks about how they live their life with Christ. And we'll also talk about gold records. We'll also talk about wild drinking parties with Glenn Campbell in 1978. And we'll also talk about, you know, losing their luggage in the Dallas airport. Um, I like that. I like finding out how people live. So, you know, if you read Dawkins and understand it all scientifically and Hitchens and historically and psychologically, and then you want to know what it's like to walk around as an atheist for 40 years, I'm here for you. <laughs> you seem to be enjoying yourself. I am. Have a good time. That's part of, that's part of the point of the book. Penn Gillette will be 69 in a couple of weeks. Penn and Teller continue to be a popular headline act in Las Vegas. Now, you can get a copy of God Know by Penn Gillette by tapping the link in our show notes or by going to our website, heardeverything.com. We may earn an Amazon commission if you make a purchase. Now, heardeverything.com is where you can also hear my 1988 interview with one of the people that Penn Gillette just mentioned, Richard Dawkins. It is really little short of a scandal that our education system teaches people the book of Genesis and don't teach people the truth. They teach people... A medieval myth. And to go completely the other way, you can also hear my 1994 conversation with biblical scholar Karen Armstrong. It's very easy to make God into a personality like ourselves, writ large, with likes and dislikes similar to our own, and therefore make him endorse all our particular prejudices. So we can make God into a, a Republican or a Democrat or even a racist. And of course, we post new episodes of Now I've Heard Everything right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything. As a kid, he got in a lot of legal trouble. He grew up to become a lawyer and ultimately a judge and ultimately a TV judge. My 2002 interview with TV's Greg Mathis. I began to hear some of the same stories that I would give the judges when I would be arrested. Some of the same excuses that I would give. And the fact is, I know that it takes tough love and inspirational justice. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. <laughs>